You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 26. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do most of your second appointments end in you closing the sale? (laughs) Do you have a repeatable process to help prospects want to buy? Or is it hit or miss? Sometimes you close, sometimes you don't. Most likely, it's the latter. (laughs) And if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers are only hoping to close the sale because they don't have a process for mastering the closing appointment. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they're too busy selling. And if you've listened to these podcasts, you know that I've said it before and I'll say it again. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. And they'll buy when they understand why. (laughs) In other words, when they come to a conclusion on their own, based on your questions, then they will buy. So what do you do? Well, you really have two choices. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing and keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn how to master the closing appointment. That's what we're going to talk about today, mastering the closing appointment. So if you're sick of selling when it comes to the closing appointment and you want to learn how to help prospects buy, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to master the closing appointment? Because if you don't have a great process for helping people understand why they should buy, then you'll always have a clog in this stage of the pipeline. And you'll never get past your production plateau. So all of the work that you've done to get the appointment, to have the first appointment, to get all the information, to put together the recommendations, and then to get ready to close is all in vain if you don't have a good repeatable process to help people buy. In other words, it was just a conversation, and you really didn't help anyone. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, to help you understand a process that I created that I call the psychology of closing the second appointment. In other words, it's about mastering the closing appointment. And it's the third in a four-part series on how to unclog the pipeline. If you haven't listened to the previous two podcasts, definitely go back and listen to those as well. In this podcast, we're going to cover three things today. First, understanding the psychology of closing the second appointment, so you know what's possible. Second, the closing appointment case studies, so that you learn from other advisors and agents' mistakes. And third, the top seven tools and techniques to use when having the closing appointment so that you're ready to put the mastering the second appointment process into place. Now, before we jump into these three things that you're going to learn today in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you had an effective way to help prospects buy? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And 
would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding the psychology of closing the second appointment. Over the years, I've noticed while coaching advisors and agents since 2004 that most advisors and agents have never even thought of what they need to do in order to have what I call an effortless connection in the closing appointment. Here's what I mean. Picture this. You sit down with a prospect for the second time because obviously you had the first appointment. So by now you're having the second appointment. And some people kind of have a three-step process. But you're sitting down with the prospect again to show them your recommendations. And get this, the meeting just flows. It's effortless. And the prospect buys. They buy your recommendations even before you show them the recommendations. In other words, they got the buy-in. They understand why they should buy. (laughs) Well, instead of that, most advisors and agents simply just tell people what to do. They tell the prospect what they need to do. They dazzle the prospect with their product knowledge, and they drive a wedge into the relationship right away that results in the prospect wanting to think about it (laughs) or read it over, or they say something like, well, I'm going to talk it over with my spouse. Maybe they do, but most of the time they don't. Now, what the reality is, is that you're trying to sell them your recommendations instead of helping them understand why they should buy your recommendations. (laughs) And it reminds me of when I was a rookie. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was a rookie, I was winging it in the second appointment, in the closing appointment. See, I had no structure for the meeting. Now, of course, I put together my recommendations. I knew what I was going to tell them. Note what I just said. Tell them. (laughs) And I would tell them too much. I gave them too much information. I lost people. I remember I was in a meeting in Milwaukee where I started in the business back in 1993, and I was sitting down with someone, and I was showing them a portfolio of stocks. And I remember showing them too much information, And I remember the guy sitting across the table in his kitchen saying to me, I know who Harley is, Harley Davidson, that is. I grew up in Milwaukee. You don't have to tell me about Harley Davidson. See, I was giving that person too much information. And I spent no time on helping that person or anybody understand why they should buy my recommendations. So I thought to myself, it's just the law of averages. The more people I see, the more people I'll close. If I just see more, I'll get more success. As I said in the previous podcast and the one before that, that's just working harder, but that's not working smarter. So I created a formula. And I remember I sat down one day and I mapped out a formula. I mapped out a formula for the closing appointment. And I did this formula over and over again. I refined it and it got so easy to close people I started to teach it, and it got easy for them to close people, too. In fact, I had one woman that said, I almost feel guilty because I close so easily. It's just effortless, and it can be effortless for you, too. So let's take a look at what I call the psychology of closing the second appointment so you understand what I put together years ago and how I've repeated it over and over and over again for advisors and agents. And you can use it. We'll be right back. 
let's look at what I call the psychology of closing the second appointment. And there's a series of steps. Step one, small talk. Now, the psychology behind small talk is that you drop their anxiety because they're thinking about something that they love. Number two, summary. Now, when you summarize the meeting that you're going to have, you summarize that entire meeting and you show them a little summary sheet or an agenda sheet, you really drop their anxiety because there's a presupposition in here that they don't have to make a decision. In fact, you've mapped out everything you're going to talk about and they feel comfortable because they know what's coming. Number three, the prospects, questions, comments, concerns. Let me explain the psychology behind this. The reason I'd want to jump in right away to find out what their questions, comments, concerns are is because I want to find out what I call the pre-objection. Now, the pre-objection is the objection that they have before they got into the car to come see you. You see, it might be, if this costs too much, I'm not doing it. Or it might be, if they tell me or if you tell that person to sell that large position in XYZ stock, I'm not doing it, and so on. And it's good to find that out right away at the beginning of the meeting as opposed to at the very end or never to find that out at all. Number four. Number four is the current portfolio. (laughs) The reason you want to talk about the current portfolio, what they have, is because you want to create credibility. You see, if you explain to them what you did to look at and analyze their current portfolio, you've created credibility. The psychology behind that is because you want to create credibility so that you're ready to go into the next step, which is number five. The advisor's questions, comments, concerns. So this is the heart of the whole process. The advisor's questions, comments, concerns are really designed so that you could ask them the right questions to get them to understand why they should buy. And that it's their idea. They come to that conclusion on their own. Number six, recommendations. Now, here's the thing. If you've done well on number five, your questions, comments, concerns, they'll come to a conclusion when you say, well, you really have two choices. You could either keep doing what you're doing, or you could reduce your taxes, have more money in retirement, and make sure your family's taken care of if anything happens to you. Of the two strategies, which one do you think is better for you? And they're going to say, the latter. I think that's what I need. And you're going to say, that's exactly what I put together for you. Let me show you what I mean. And that's when you show the recommendations so that they understand even more about the benefits that you are showing them and how they're tied in to the recommendations that you're showing them. And the final thing is number seven, handling objections. So you're ready. You see, when they say things like, let me think about it, (laughs) I want to read it over, it seems expensive, and the list goes on and on. If you have a process for handling those objections, then you're ready for it. And when you do all of that, you will master the closing appointment. The closing appointment case studies. Now, before we jump into these small case studies, I got to let you know something that I let you know in the previous podcast and the one before that, too. (laughs) I've changed the names. I've changed the names as we go through this. And so 
If you are a client or a former client, or your name just happens to be the same name as this case study, know this. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> also, as I read through these case studies and explain the challenges and the solutions and the tools and techniques, know that most likely you will go through this challenge or you have gone through the challenge. But also know this. There is always, always, always a solution. There's always a solution. So let's begin. Michael R. is a veteran financial advisor with 15 years of experience who has always felt that making small talk with a prospect was kind of awkward because he'd rather just get to the point. He had a second appointment, a closing appointment, with a prospect who has more investable assets than any of his current clients. So this is a big account for him. So he had a second appointment with this prospect, and he definitely wants to make a better connection with this person than he had in the first meeting. What should he do? Well, the challenge is he's not connecting, or he didn't really feel a connection in the first meeting. The solution is make a connection. So the tool or technique, and actually in this case, the tool is the second appointment worksheet template. It's a template that I created. So if you want it, email me. It's a template that I created that he fills out that goes over all seven of the psychology of closing the second appointment steps that we just covered. So when he does that, he's going to find out right away that the very first thing is to sit down and think about the small talk that he wants to do. In fact, he needs to talk about what the client's interested in, or the prospect in this case, because if the prospect is interested in golf, he should talk about golf, and so on. When he does that, he'll master that closing appointment, or at least he'll begin to. Michael R. again <laughs> has taken the coaching recommendations that you gave him. So as I go through these case studies, think of yourself as the coach. So Michael R. has taken your coaching recommendations to heart, but he still doesn't see the point in, quote, small talk, unquote. He just doesn't understand the psychology behind it. What should he do? Well, it really comes down to this. Challenge is he doesn't get it. Small talk reduces anxiety. But structured small talk, instead of how's the weather or how was the drive, but actual structured small talk, well, the psychology behind that is that it drops it even more. And get this, when that person is thinking about something they love, their kids, their grandchildren, playing golf, whatever it is, it doesn't take long before they feel good about being in your office. And they feel good about talking to you. And when that happens, you're starting to master the closing appointment. Number three, Tammy M. is a veteran financial advisor with 25 years of experience that has never used an agenda or a summary sheet in her closing appointment. She's not sure what the psychology is behind it. What should she do? Well, the challenge is she doesn't understand the summary page or the agenda. And the solution is to fully understand the psychology behind it. So the psychology behind it is several different things. One of the things with the agenda sheet is we are going over each of the steps or most of the steps that are in the psychology of closing the second appointment. So we explain 
what we're going to cover. And there's actual bullet points on a piece of paper. And as we're going through this, what it does for the prospect is it helps drop their anxiety. And the reason being is because they know it's coming. And part of this is at the very end, when you say something like, and then we'll go over the recommendations and open it up for any additional questions. There's a presupposition that you don't have to make a decision or they don't have to make a decision right away. And it drops their anxiety. When you do that, you're on your way to mastering the closing appointment. Richard L. is a veteran financial advisor with 12 years of experience. When he has the second appointment or the closing appointment, he always forgets to ask the prospect what their questions, comments, and concerns are. And as a result, he never really knows the objections or what the objections are going to be until right after he asks for the order. What should he do? Well, the challenge is, is that he's not doing the questions, comments, concerns. He's not asking for those questions, comments, concerns. The solution is to ask. And the reason is, is so that you can uncover the objection. So if I were sitting down with someone and I said, do you have any questions, any comments, any concerns about me, about the firm, about, oh, that large position you have in XYZ stock, I sprinkled in the very last thing, which I think is, is the objection, the objection, they probably don't want to sell it, and I'm going to wait for the answer. And if the answer is, no, I don't have any questions about that, that's doing well, right there, I would know this person does not want to sell it regardless of what I say. But it's good to know that at the beginning of the meeting instead of at the end so that we can work up to helping them to understand what we understand, which is maybe they should reposition that large position if it's too large. And when you do that, you're on your way to mastering the closing appointment. Number five, Richard L. has remembered to ask prospects what their questions, comments, and concerns are. And once he finds the objection, he immediately tries to overcome it. However, this throws him off because it always seems like the conversation veers off course and it's difficult to get back to what to do next. So what should he do? Well, the challenge is he's not following the second appointment worksheet. And the solution is don't overcome the objection right away. That might seem like it's the wrong thing to do. However, it is not. And here's why. You see, if you try to get through the objection too early, you may turn the prospect off. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we find that objection. We get to the objection, but we don't try to get through the objection. When you do that, you're starting to master the closing appointment. Number six, Tim B., is a financial advisor with 10 years of experience who has a big closing appointment the following week, the next week, and he's got to prepare for it. So you explain what's called the question path exercise, and you actually map it out for him. Now, you both role play it, and he sounds great, but a week later he comes back and he quickly reviewed his notes, and just before the meeting, he said that he sounded terrible, and in the meeting he was terrible. In fact, he told you that he thinks the prospect was even more confused <laughs> by his questions when he went down his questions, comments, and concerns. And as a result, 
He did not get the sale. What should he do next time? Well, the challenge is he doesn't understand the question path exercise. In fact, I could do a whole podcast, and I probably will, on what the question path exercise is. But here's what it is in a nutshell. The question path exercise is how you design your questions in that one little section, which is your questions, comments, concerns. Now, the way to do this, I'll probably elaborate in another podcast, is just to take a piece of paper, make a vertical line, and on the left, at the top, you write questions. And on the right, at the top, you write benefits. And you make two horizontal lines. So now you've got six boxes. So on the right-hand column, they're benefits. Oh, left-hand column, they are questions. So then you figure out, what are my three benefits? Let's say it's to reduce their taxes, have more money in retirement, and to make sure their family's taken care of. Okay, we've got three benefits for this recommendation. And you can easily figure out the benefits of the recommendation. It's why you're recommending it, obviously. But what are the questions that you're going to ask? You'd lead off with what I call a barometer question, which is, do you hate paying taxes, a lot of taxes? Or is it important for you to reduce your taxes? So you're getting a read on how hot or cold they are on the benefit. And then they answer, and then you fill in what they said, you rephrase it, and then you go to your next question. When you do that two or three times when you're asking questions, and you come to a conclusion that, well, it sounds like to me that we should probably reduce your taxes. Is that right? And they'll say yes. And you do it again. Well, it sounds like to me that you want to get more money in retirement. Is that right? And they'll say yes. And the third one, and it sounds like to me, if you don't make it to retirement, for whatever reason, you want to make sure the family's taken care of, right? And they'll say yes. And when you summarize it all, you really have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing, or we could reduce your taxes, have more money in retirement, and make sure your family's taken care of if anything happens to you. Which one of those two strategies would you do you think is better for you? And they're going to say, well, the latter. I definitely want to do the latter. That's exactly what I put together for you. Let me show you what I mean. By doing that process, what this guy, Tim B., will be able to do is connect with the client by helping them want to buy the recommendations. And when he does that, he's now mastering the closing appointment. Number seven, Tim B. again understands the psychology behind the question path exercise, asking his questions, comments, concerns. And he's prepared questions for an upcoming closing appointment that he wants to role play with you. You as the coach, that is. Now, you notice that during the role play, he asks questions and immediately asks the next question. He jumps right in with another question. And you realize you're not connected. What should he do to be able to connect with you? Well, the challenge is he's not connecting. The solution is to connect, obviously, but the tool or technique is called the filler formula. I did a whole podcast on that. What he needs to do is slow down and after he asks you a question, in this case, if you're role-playing with him, he rephrases what he's hearing. In fact, there's five forms of filler. I call it filler, where it fills in the conversation. But once he starts filling in the conversation by acknowledging, uh-huh, okay, or stories, well, that reminds me of someone, and so on, or rephrasing what you're saying, or asking more questions like, tell me a little bit more about that. Why is that? 
and then goes on to his next major question. When he starts to pull these different fillers in, what he's going to do is he's going to make a better connection. And when he does that, he's mastering the closing appointment. Number eight. Tim B., again, (laughs) takes your coaching recommendations again, and you continue to role play the question path exercise. He nails it. He asks barometer questions to find out how hot or cold you are when it comes to these benefits. He's taking you down a question path, and he's using the filler formula. He's got this down. Everything is flowing, and he transitions into his recommendations. But you notice one thing is missing, and without it, you're not going to buy anything. What should he do? Well, the challenge is he's not asking the final question. It's what I call the end goal statement. And the end goal statement is this alternative question that I just did in the previous challenge. It's the question where I said, well, you really have two choices. You could keep doing what you're doing, or you could reduce your taxes, have more money in retirement, and make sure your family's taken care of if anything happens to you. Now, when he does that, it helps them to come to a conclusion that, yes, I do want your recommendations. In fact, I've already bought these benefits. And when you do that, you're mastering the closing appointment. Laura W. is a veteran financial advisor with 15 years of experience that you've been coaching for a while now. She fully understands and applies the psychology of closing the second appointment. She uses the formula. You role play an upcoming appointment, and during the question path exercise, you sprinkle in something like this. I'm not really sure how much risk I'm taking. What should she do? Well, what just happened right there is she didn't realize that there was a closing phrase. A closing phrase, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that a closing phrase means when you hear this, it's time to close. So what she should do, the solution is the agreement close. And what the process is, is agree, benefit, close. So when the prospect says something like, I'm not sure how much risk I'm taking. Exactly. And that's exactly why we need to reduce your risk because you're taking more risk on than you ever knew. Can you see why that's so important for us to reduce your risk? Now, the point of all that is, is that what we're doing right there is we're listening for a closing phrase and we do the agreement close. It's a close that I created years ago. And when you do this, the key closing phrase, empathy, agree, and then benefits and close, it flows. And when it flows like that, You're now mastering the closing appointment. Number 10. Sue H. is a financial advisor with 18 years of experience who is now using the psychology of closing the second appointment formula. The only problem is is that after she explains her recommendations, she still gets objections. What should she do? Well, what she's doing is very common. In fact, you've gone through it. I guarantee you've gone through it. You've heard, let me think about it. Let me go home and read through it. Let me, uh, whatever it is, talk to my spouse. And what she's not doing is handling the objections. There's several different ways to handle the objections. So if she gets an objection that she does not believe, like, well, let me think about it. Well, this person really doesn't have to think about it. There's an objection behind there. 
she needs to use the smokescreen technique. I'll explain that in a second. Or if she finds the real objection, geez, it seems kind of expensive. I'm not sure if I want to do this. And you believe her, then at this point, <laughs> you'd need the objection resolution model, which I'll explain in a second. The point is, is when you get ready for the objections before the meeting, you're more apt to have success than if you don't. And when you get ready like that and you know what to do, you'll master the closing appointment. Now that you've heard all of these 10 different case studies, hopefully you're starting to see that you have some of the same challenges. And if so, you know that in order to get past these challenges, you have to apply the tools and techniques that I described in the solutions. And that's why we're going to go a little more in depth on what these tools are next. Number one, the second appointment worksheet template. The second appointment worksheet template is a little template that I created that you just fill in the blanks so that you're ready for the appointment. When you do that, you're prepared. If you don't do that, you most likely will not be prepared. Number two, the question path exercise. So question path exercise, here again is a, another tool that helps you map out all of the benefits of your recommendations and all of the questions. So you take that person down the path to understanding why they should buy. Number three, spin selling. Now, I didn't really cover spin selling too much in this podcast, but I did a whole podcast on it. Episode 17, How to Master Questions-Based Selling. And in that podcast, I talk about situational-based questions, uncovering facts. Problem-based questions, obviously of uncovering problems. Implication-based questions, uncovering the implication of not fixing the problem. And needs payoff questions, uncovering your value. Now, when you sprinkle spin selling into that section that is your questions, comments, concerns, the advisor's questions, comments, concerns, you'll make a better connection. Number four, the filler formula. I talk about this in episode 19, the filler formula. And what this is, is just question, answer, filler. You ask a question, they answer, you fill in the gap in between the next question. And so you might rephrase what you heard. You might just say, mm-hmm, okay. Or you might have a quote. Well, you know what they say about the, the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, and so on. Number five, personality-based selling. I will do a podcast on that. It's about identifying hot buttons and cold buttons in that person that you're talking to. So you can make a good connection. And there's four types of personality types. Commander, organizer, relator, and energizer. When you understand personality-based selling, you'll instantly be able to identify someone's personality type and make a connection. Number six, the agreement close. I talk about that in episode two, understanding green light moments. And what that's all about, I briefly explained, is identifying key closing phrases, throwing out a little empathy or agreement, and then agreeing. That's exactly why we need to blank. And then the benefit and the close. So we can condense it down to agree, benefit, and close. It's simple. <laughs> Number seven, handling objections. Handling objections really comes down to 
the podcast that I did on handling objections. And what we do in the Handling Objections podcast is talk about all the different ways to identify the objection and know the technique to use once you get that objection. (laughs) Now that you've heard all the tips, tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions for the closing appointment, all you have to do is go apply them. And once you do that, you will master the closing appointment. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story of a 20-year veteran financial advisor client of mine that I worked with for years. So we sat down one day in a coaching session, and he explained that he's having a challenge, or he was having a challenge, with the closing appointment. He was making the initial contacts and setting appointments. He was having the first appointments, and he was getting the second appointment, the closing appointment, that is. But he wasn't closing in the second appointment. Instead, he would lead with a little small talk and then jump right into his recommendations. And he was telling people what to do. He was selling them instead of helping them to buy. So we role-played all the tools that I described, spin selling, the filler formula, personality-based selling, the agreement close, and, of course, handling objections. In fact, we role-played it in group coaching in a group coaching program with his peers. We spent 35 minutes on that specific case, the meeting that he had coming up the next week, and he nailed it. In fact, the next week, I knew he was going to close. The next week when we started that session, I said, how did it go? And he said, it was great. It was effortless. In fact, they didn't even have an objection. Can I role play another one? And I said, no, (laughs) no, we've got to move on to someone else. But the point is, is that he got good at it. Very good at it. In fact, so good, he closed 20 prospects in a row after that. And that's amazing. In other words, he mastered the closing appointment. And you can too. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.